0: Welcome to the Savvy Sauce, where we have practical chats for intentional living. I'm your host, Laura Duggar, and I'm so glad you're here. I want to say thank you to our sponsor, Peoria Christian School. They are raising a generation of 21st century Christian leaders right here in Central Illinois. Visit their website at PuriaChristian.org. Thanks for your sponsorship. I have a special treat for you today. You've probably heard our invitation for you before to become a patron, which basically means you help the Savvy Sauce by pledging 2 5 or $20 per month to help offset our production costs. This is one of the main financial avenues that keeps this show on the air and makes it possible to offer this podcast free to other listeners around the world. It's crazy to think if every listener gave just $1 per month, it would completely cover all of our costs. Anyway, we appreciate our patrons' generosity so much and we try to make this a beneficial relationship in various ways. So one way is that we give them access to downloadable scripture cards every quarter. And every month we release a patron-only episode. They have exclusive access to all these previous episodes and a new one is available to them on the first of every month. But today we want you to get just a sample of what you're missing out on. So we are releasing one of our patron-only messages. We hope you love it and consider becoming a patron today by visiting thesavvysauce.com, clicking on our patron tab, then clicking join Patreon here. Now I hope you enjoy this interview with Courtney DeFeo. Here's our chat. Welcome back today, Courtney. Thank you so much. I'm very honored I get a part two. Well, back by popular demand. And in case anyone missed our previous episode, can you just share a bit about yourself?
1: Yes. Well, I'm Courtney DeFeo. I'm here in Texas and I have two girls, Larson and Ellet, married to a great guy named Ron. He's actually the smarter half of us. And we just love to help families do really practical things with their faith. And that is what you'll hear me talk a lot about today. It's my passion. It's not manufactured because I love it. I could talk about it for 10 years. So when anyone calls and said, do you want to talk about your book? I'm like, yes, it came out in 2014, but I still love it. It's what we talk about and and struggle with and, and wrestle with and live out in our home. And I'm honored to be here. So thanks so much.
0: Well, you did mention you are great at sharing super practical ways to help families grow in their faith. Can you tell us a little bit more about the fun resources that you've created and some of your ideas?
1: Yeah. Well, the 2011 is when I was at home and had left a career with Chick-fil-A, was at home with my two little girls, and I had felt this prodding to start something, which I wasn't bored But I really felt this thing that I needed some practical tools myself at home. So I started with ABC Scripture Cards, which have been selling for the last seven years. They are on my site, but I actually have a manufacturer helping me get those out into stores. I think I've sold 25,000 or something ridiculous since then. But they're just a super practical way, not for... You know, all of us to get a gold star and know scripture, but it's how do you get scripture in your home in a way that's helpful? So, let's say if your child's scared at night, you say, "What's the H verse?" Well, He cares for you. And if your little one has a fight on the playground, you'd say, "Well, hun, what's the what's the K verse?" Well, keep your tongue from evil. So, for me, I grew up in a Christian home, but you don't have time in the heat of the battle to say, "Hold on, let me go like thumb through my Bible." Just sit right there. I gotta go get my Bible. So they're real practical. They can sit out. And I love that they're like super cute. I wanted Pottery Barn and like Ikea to like merge with the Christian world. I just was kind of tired of like the old, the weird design and just thought someone can make things a lot cuter. So I hired a great designer and they can sit out and help you in your journey, bring God's word into your discussions, into your instruction and just in their knowledge of Jesus. So that was the first thing. And then had a couple other products, and the other next kind of big thing was uh In This House We Will Giggle is my book that came out in 2014, and that was my next attempt to give mom something super practical. It's got 12 virtues, and they're split up in a way that so you don't have to read the book in its entirety. I would suggest people read the first chapter to get the general idea of the idea of the book. And then if you're struggling with patience, you can pick it up, get some inspiration around that virtue, and then get a super practical family fun idea on how you apply this in your home. And so you've read it, you know how it works, but it's really, I wanted to give you catchphrases and a verse and um, family dinner questions. And even I picked out uh, stories from the Jesus Storybook Bible that's like, hey, if you want, if you're struggling with responsibility, read them this story. So I wanted to do all the work for you because you don't have time. No one has time.
0: (laughs) Which you totally did. And I felt like as I was reading it, I loved it. It was amazing. I couldn't put it down. So I did read it cover to cover and plan to go back and read again, one virtue per month and really focus there. For my own progressive sanctification, it was just amazing how much I was convicted by each virtue and realizing how far I still need to go. Mm,
1: gosh, me too. I mean, try writing it. And I was like, man,
0: you know, you want to be, and my friend Jeannie Cunyon
1: says this so beautifully, like we are not sovereign in our kids' lives. So we are not Jesus. And we are, we're so tempted to be, but we are significant. So we can help model so much of this for their, they'll learn more than from our actions and they will anything we ever do. So it is overwhelming to read through it and go, oh my gosh, here's another area I'm failing because I am not patient. I'm not responsible. But so it is, it's encouraging and it can be super convicting, but give yourself some grace that like they might learn more from your failures. One of the ones Recently, I wrote about was on my blog, was Perseverance. That I am such a quitter. Like, if it's hard at all, I'm like, eh, quit the soccer team. Like, if you're like, I quit, I remember quitting gymnastics when I was younger because they made me do too many sit ups. And my mom was like, yeah, it's hard, get in the car. And so I do that with my kids. If they're like, and especially because I hate going somewhere like three times a week, if there's more than like one practice, I just hate after school activities. I'd rather them be playing outside. So, but my husband is the opposite. He's like, court, she's actually really good at soccer. We kind of need to push through this commitment. And so we had this total debate and the coach was annoyed because he's like, we actually need her. She's letting down the team. So I have to bump up against the virtue that is in my book that I actually believe they need to push through hard things. And we made her stay on it. And would you believe that Saturday she scored three goals? The kid like went out there and nailed it. And I was like, oh, gosh. So I'm with you all on all of this. It is so hard to bump up against your own weaknesses, but want so much more for your kids and to go, you can't, you don't have to be perfect, but God has a design for us and he doesn't want us to be perfect. He wants us to keep being sanctified and keep, there's a better life for us when we lean into the way he designed it. And it's, it's good. It feels good to grow in all these areas.
0: Oh, definitely. And you've even shared different ideas, even if they're not resources that you've created. One that I love is your idea for a Bible for graduation.
1: Yeah. And I, there's so many, I look around my house and I thought this would be an amazing idea if I pulled all the things I suggested to y'all and told you which ones I've dropped and which ones I've bailed (laughs) off because I'm like a serial idea creator. That's one of them where I've started and I'm so behind on, but The idea is there's an ESV Bible that I love that has journaling on the side. And so I bought one for each of them and I started just highlighting when they've had one, you know, a moment that they've connected to a verse or I see in them and I've started just writing notes to them in there and I hope to give it to them for graduation. I've laxed off a little bit and I'm glad you brought it up because that will (laughs) motivate me to go out there and give. But I just try to think about you know, we can't do it all, but what are some simple traditions that either you wished you had or what would have marked your faith in a way? Like, where did we doubt? Like, where did you think, I didn't never know who I was, or I didn't really know for sure that my mom believed in me, or I didn't know for sure about my faith. So are there things like they're, they just got baptized and I want to go back and mark in that Bible when I got baptized and what they said, or, you know, are there marking moments we can help? you know, signal that this was, this was big in your faith. You don't remember, but you had this moment because they are going to doubt and they are going to struggle and they're going to forget. So I think that could be a really cool thing that if I will stay on it.
0: (laughs) Well, and that's a biblical principle as well. There's a verse that says, preserve sound judgment and discernment. Do not let it out of your sight. And I think That's what it's speaking to these moments that you don't want to forget God's faithfulness and then to be able to help your children Uh, do that. I love it.
1: Yeah. And in the faith chapter, I talk about heritage of faith is an idea that, that we pass down kind of this recording. Like what if we just, I mean, you could start it with a three ring binder and notebook paper, but what if you literally captured all these times when God showed up in our family and it could be bad and good. And just like the Bible, like we pass down and say, okay, your ancestors, Moses and Sarah and Abraham, but what if you're like, no, your uncle, this is what happened with this and know us, we almost lost our house and, and know this when mom prayed to close her business and all these things will mark in their lives. Like God was active and he was real and we struggled with him and we forgot about him, but he showed up time and time again in your own family's life. Um, And some people will come to me and say, well, I'm the first believer. I'm like, perfect. You just became the first author in your family's heritage of faith. That is so cool for your children to see that you literally changed history for generations. That's amazing. So don't be discouraged about that. Be pumped. Um, And so I tell my kids like bedtime stories about their grandparents and, and I get very dramatic. And I'm like, did you know? that your pop almost broke up with Mies at Auburn because she didn't believe in Jesus. And they're like, what? (laughs) So I think Bible stories, yes, but also family stories of faith are just super empowering to them. And they love it. They think it's cool.
0: Oh, you're totally inspiring me now to go back and find questions to ask family members. I'll, I'll
1: send you some. I'll link, I've put some in the book, but I also put some on my, like
0: a little template on
1: my site one time. And it's a great summer Or any winter break, like any break you have where you're going to be around family and pull those out of those grandfathers that are sitting in the chair and they're like grumpy time. Like just send over a five year old over there and say, you know, grandpa or poppy, I have five questions for you. Do you you know, (laughs) have you ever seen a miracle? Um, have you ever prayed and God didn't answer your prayer? Like ask them these tough questions and I think it's awesome. I'm begging like someone like I've I've actually sent emails to like ancestry.com and focus on the family. I'm like, you people need to start a website for this. I don't have time, but I need y'all to start a system. Wouldn't that be cool if you could like log
0: it in? That is such a perfect idea because Christmas break may be coming up soon for all of you listening as we're approaching the holiday season. So maybe a little yeah. bit of extra time to interview family members.
1: Well, I think all of us, you know, we think that kids, they actually want to be at the adult table at some of those breaks and- Thanksgiving dinners and Christmas dinners, they crave this kind of connection. Like I know mine are nine and 11 and they drift always towards the adults. Like they want to be involved with these conversations. They want to be involved with the adults. And so I think some of these simple little questions are great conversations. They don't all have to be so heavy, but just say, do you remember a funny story from growing up in the church? Did you ever go on a missions trip? Did you get baptized? I mean, just throw it out there. And maybe your family, someone listening is like, yeah, right. That would cause World War II. And, you know, that might work. But maybe another thing that you can do is write a thank you letter to someone that started the faith in your family. And I had a friend do this based on the suggestion, and it will just bring you to tears. But she did that. and She wrote a thank you letter to her grandmother and sent her a picture of the four generations, the grandmother, the mom her and her daughter and her daughter just got baptized and said, thank you. Look what you've done. There's four generations of people that know Jesus. And the lady died like the next week. And when she went to her assisted living house, the letter and the picture were on her bedside table. Can you even handle it? So I'm like boohooing at my computer. Cause she's thanking me for the idea. And I'm like, guys, this is so huge for our like family to know. Like they didn't have a blog. They didn't have a business, but they just went to church and they, told us that Jesus was real and they prayed for us and those things mattered because it says in the Bible that like our generations will be blessed by their obedience.
0: That's for huge. thousands of generations, which yes. is incredible. You can't even wrap your mind around how many people. Yeah.
1: And it gives value and purpose to you as a mom, to go like, you're not just a mom, like what you're doing feels simple. It's powerful, not just for your kids, for the people that are going to come after them. So don't lose sight of that too. Yes, you made a sandwich today, but you also prayed with them. And you also told them very simply, God loves them. He, you know, he made you and he has a purpose for your life. And that could be the fruit of what you're doing now. Like my grandmother is like beaming in heaven. She probably couldn't even imagine what I'm doing right now. It was not not even in her realm of what she was praying for.
0: And now a brief message from our sponsor. This sponsor is particularly special to our editor, Natalie, because this is the school where her husband teaches and her children attend. Peoria Christian School grades pre-K through 12 offers a Christ-centered, award-winning education for students. They believe eternity matters and so they want to share the importance of knowing the Lord personally. PCS supports the Christian home and church by teaching from a biblical worldview. Their caring faculty and staff infuses God's truths through every area of the day, not just in daily Bible classes or in weekly chapels. Puri Christian students engage in active learning through STEAM. Bring your own device in high school, and so much more. The Puri Christian Elementary School was named a 2017 National Blue Ribbon School of Excellence, and the high school was named a 2018 National Blue Ribbon Exemplary High Performing School. PCS students grow in every aspect through their safe environment as teachers share their faith throughout the day. It is another place where your student hears and sees how to live with a Christ-like attitude and develop biblically-based character. The students are academically challenged and spiritually equipped for the next phase of life as lifelong learners. Puri Christian School is raising a generation of 21st century Christian leaders. Visit their website at puriacristian.org and schedule a campus tour today. Thanks for your sponsorship. Your business shares creative ideas for putting love into action every day. So can you specifically camp out on Light'em Up and tell us more about that?
1: Yes. Can we do episode three on that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I can make it. I can make it quick. Okay, so Light Em Up was the first blog post that I don't even know if you can yeah, I guess you could call it viral, but it was the first one that more than my mom and like my friend read. That it was like oh, <gasps> people are sharing this. Oh my gosh. It was in 2011. And I basically was really frustrated and this, everything I create starts with a frustration. I'm like, there's a problem. Something's going wrong in my house and I'm going to solve it. And so my kids were asking, what are we getting? What are we getting We're on the holidays? They were looking at the American Girl doll catalog and wanting like 15 dolls. And I was like, what, how are they so little? And they're already in this, like, this is their thought of Christmas is that we just get a lot of stuff. So I wanted to flip that switch to what are we giving? And I just thought, I, I surely want to get my kids something, but I cannot have their focus be this is why Jesus came to earth is that we just get stuff. And so I was, they were, I guess two and five, something like that. Is right when this all started. And so I just said, you know, right around then we're going to look around our house. We're going to see what we can give. And so we did really practical stuff, like putting a poster on the trash can and said, okay, look right around here. We can go through the Chick-fil-A drive-thru again and we can tell her thank you for my sweet tea every day. And so we bought a ton of candy canes and we started like a candy cane challenge and we went through the mall because we had our big old double stroller and I was going through shopping anyways. And uh, my biggest aha was like, Oh my gosh, no one does this. Kindness is not normal in our society. Like most people are like, what are you up to? Are you selling something? Is there anthrax on that? (laughs) Like it's just. It's totally unexpected, and the other thing you need to know is that when little kids are involved, it is so much better received because people think an adult is up to something, but when you put two cuties out there and they're handing a candy cane out, people just melt, and our society needs it, and so we went through the mall, I gave them bags of candy cane, and I put little gift tags on there, and I did not put my website, like, do not make it promotional, I did not put light them up. It just said, our family wants to be about giving more than receiving this Christmas. We just wanted to brighten your day. Merry Christmas. That's all it said. And so they would run up to like a security guard and say, Merry Christmas. And they got so into it. And the more people reacted to them, the bigger it got. And we would just, we were addicted. Like, I don't even think my family got presents that year. I could not stop. I was like, this is where it's at. And so we would go to makeup people. And um, one time we went, it was like, Christmas Eve. And I said, thank you for working. Like, who wants to work Christmas Eve? And one lady started crying, hugging us, saying, no one's ever thanked me for working, you know, at Christmas. So you just started seeing that the simplicity of like literally lighting up the hearts of people in your community is there. And their little lights, their little bitty bodies are not too young to serve. It fired me up in a way that I was like, I want to do this all year. I want to do this my whole life. And I want to show my kids that they're so capable of serving. So I shared it on my blog, uploaded the gift tickets, and I said I just drop kick the elf. Um he's out of here. Like <laughs> I have a I have a new game plan for um Christmas and it went like around the world. Other moms were like, Heck, yes." And so since then, we do it all the time. We do it Mother's Day, we do it on a random day, we take water to hot people. We just it's become a part of our life. And so it's been so fun. If you go to lightemupacts.com, there are just a bazillion of ideas and, and there's two types of personalities that are going to love this. The ones of you that are like, just like your soul's about to bounce out because you love all this, you'll eat it up. I mean, it's got free gift tags, a hundred ideas. You can take it to your school and you can have a party and, um, it's just all right there. So you could do one every day. You can put it in your advent calendar. It's so fun. But then there's another personality type that right now you're feeling like splotchy because you're like, this sounds so important, but I don't want to do all that. Like I have enough trouble like getting my tree up and not killing anyone and getting my gifts out. So that's my sister. And so she said to me one time, um, I don't read your blog. It stresses me out. <laughs> and so, And you know my sister. We just figured this out. You've met my sister before. And um, I asked her one time, we were, I was speaking at Buckhead Church where she was on staff. And so imagine that, like imagine your own sister where you're on staff, getting up on stage and speaking as like the hero. And I pointed to her out in the audience. I said, Carrie, how does it feel with comparison to be my sister? And I just th- just put her on the spot. And she said, um, I had to come to the realization that just because we're different doesn't make you more valuable than me. And I literally could have done an ugly cry on the stage. I was like, oh my gosh, like drop the mic. And so I want all of you listening to replay that. Just because we're different does not mean that I'm more valuable or you are less valuable. Like all of these ideas are just helpful ideas. If they stress you out, do not go to my blog. I do not care. If it helps you take one of them, like that's what Carrie did. She took one idea, she had a party, She had a few friends come over and her boys and her made cookies and they went to the fire station and lit up the fire station and she was done for the season. And her boys have amazing memory and they still remember going to the fire station. I have another group of friends and we go everywhere all the time and we love it. (laughs) We can't have enough. And so do not be something you're not and end up resenting generosity because you're trying to be somebody you're not. Does that make sense?
0: Oh, that is so good. And I'll second all that you said about your sister, Carrie. I love her. She was one of my coaches when we were members at Buckhead Church. And she's amazing in doing her own fantastic things. I love that you highlighted. It looks very different. And you're both valuable. Yeah.
1: And we're both so like her walk with the Lord. It's amazing, and it just—I'm big and out there, like Bob Goffy, like just the confetti exploding. And she's Maria Goff, like her home is open. She's got people around her table. She's running. I don't run. She does triathlons. I eat too much. Like we're just different, and and she's like on a run, talking privately with somebody about her postpartum. I'm blogging about my post. You know, so thousands read it, and we're just so made different, and that should be encouragement to everybody that. How God uses your individual struggles and and ideas is going to look different for everybody. And so, same with your kids. Like you may see your children respond different to the ideas, and it doesn't mean that they're sinful, horrible people. It may just be like the idea of them going through the mall doing candy canes may totally embarrass them, but. Ask them, say, hey, this season, we want to be really generous with what we have. What are your ideas? And the more you give them questions, you'll see their little hearts open up and you want to latch on to what God's prodding in them versus mandating and making them participate in stuff. It's almost like making your husband go do stuff. And he's like, I mean, I'll go because I love you, but I'm not enjoying this because you're forcing me to serve. But if you you know what I mean, you, we've all been there and I've done it. And my husband's like, I'm going, but I'm annoyed because you made me go. And there's just, just no way to get someone's heart to be get in it. Same with our kids.
0: Certainly. And I wasn't planning on doing this, but I actually have my Bible open from what I was reading this morning. And I feel like it's just, it can piggyback on what you're saying about personality differences, because the gist of it is stay in your lane. So I'm just going to read Two verses from Deuteronomy 5, and it's verses 32 and 33. It says, So be careful to do what the Lord your God has commanded you. Do not turn aside to the right or to the left. Walk in all the way that the Lord your God has commanded you, so that you may live and prosper and prolong your days in the land that you will possess.
1: Stop. How perfect is
0: that? Isn't that good? He's so I'm personal. I'm stealing that. taught talk. That's so good. Oh, he's amazing. So hopefully that inspires somebody to pick up their Bible today.
1: I just, I'm so thankful you're doing this and you're having such courage to start something new and and someone. And here's what I will tell you too. Just like if you, if you go to a sh- church service and you get something from it, not everybody's going to leave and email the pastor. Like we're just assuming like he knows he's doing a great job. The people that are really fired up and that are really mad are going to email the pastor. So just hang in there. You won't hear from a lot of people on your stuff. Not a lot of people are going to con- comment or like, but just stay listening to what the Lord has for you because every now and then someone will respond and every now and then someone will reach out. But that's the majority of people are liking it. And they're getting some of it from it. They're just not they're just too busy to sit down and tell you so hang in there.
0: Oh my goodness, you just like made my heart swell. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> and wow, that's such awesome encouragement. And maybe a reminder that if we think something positive of someone maybe challenging ourselves to say it There's also another initiative that you've started recently. So can you give us a little glimpse into what that entails?
1: Treasuredgirls.com is a tween program I've been praying about and thinking about for so long. And it's one of those projects that I keep shoving down and going, not now, not now. And Lord's like, yep, now, yep, now. So It's a curriculum um, that I've been working on that has nine topics that we all struggle with as girls, but girls are definitely struggling with now as we have social media and technology, but the topics are, uh, I can't name all of them, but technology, emotions, bodies, and it's a mother daughter program. So I really wanted moms and daughters to be able to get in the, either just the two of them or in small groups and be able to do that together. And so Treasure Girls is a community where they can find that curriculum, but they can also just talk together and say, how are you doing this? Or what book are you using? Or have you bumped up against this problem with your daughter? Because we just need to walk the road together. It's These are transitional years where they're not yet teens, but they're not little girls. And we so need to pour into them that they are treasured by mom and treasured by God. And, um, and that side part of that, as I started a podcast, I get to interview moms of older girls and say, Hey, Sandra Stanley, tell me what you did with Allie. Hey, Lisa Turkhurst, what did you do with your daughters? And, um, and just interview mentors of older moms of older girls. So that is out. And then treasuredgirls.com.
0: Perfect. Oh, we will definitely add a little link to that in the show notes. And hopefully people can be blessed through listening and reading all of that. And as our final question today, as we wind down our time together, we're called the Savvy Sauce for a reason. Savvy means practical knowledge or insight. And so, Courtney, as we close our time today, what is your Savvy Sauce?
1: There's there's so many directions I could go here because I, I go to like business and marketing, which I love to do, but... I would say whether you're looking at your business or your life or your kids or your husband, the secret sauce I think is just, are you focusing on others or are you focusing on yourself? And, and I've felt the most fulfilled in life um, when my focus is on others. And even in the way I'm promoting my stuff, if it's, if I'm focused on you as the reader, if I'm focused on your family and what you're going to get from it, I'm so fulfilled. If I'm focused on what I'm going to get, um, I get defeated and I get annoyed and I get, I don't enjoy it. And so same with my kids and same with my marriage. And it is hard to do. And we're all selfish human beings, but I would just say, just stay focused on others and in, in your daily walk and um, and keep asking how you do that in a, a way that you don't get sabotaged because I have terrible at self-care, but just keep praying that God would re- reveal how you can put others um, first.
0: Oh, I love that. Courtney, I just appreciate your endless supply of these great ideas and dreams and how you use that to encourage others. You are so very skilled in your ministry. And I'm very thankful that we had the opportunity to hear your teaching today.
1: Hey, thanks so much. And I look forward to sharing this with my friends and so glad we were able to connect. We have a lot of, you know, friends and connections through you know, our Buckhead days and Chick-fil-A. So I love what you're doing and I'm um, excited to cheer you on. So thanks for doing this.
0: One more thing before you go. Have you heard the term gospel before? It simply means good news. And I want to share the best news with you, but it starts with the bad news. Every single one of us were born sinners and God is perfect and holy. So he cannot be in the presence of sin. Therefore we're separated from him. Jesus lived the perfect life we could never live and died in our place for our sin. This was God's plan to make a way to reconcile with us so that God can look at us and see Jesus. We can be covered and justified through the work Jesus finished if we choose to receive what he has done for us. Romans 10 9 says,